Northridge Church. I know I'm up here early. I'm throwing you off, but obviously Sunday's a little different. And so we got stuff going on. We got stuff to do. Um, so we're glad that you are here. This is kind of a big day uh, for Northridge. As you probably have imagined, we've been praying about this. We've been moving toward this. Um, and so this is awesome. Uh, so thank you for being here. So I want to start by asking you a question. It's an important question. Why does Northridge Church exist? Why do we matter? Why do we have a family, a community of people of faith that is focused on Jesus? Why is that important? Why would it be important that we gather, that we sacrifice together for God? Why do we exist? What's our point? Well, today, we're going to answer that question emphatically. We've been answering that question for the last several weeks through this Yes campaign, this Yes journey. Honestly, we've been answering that question, even though that's, this is the first time during this whole Yes journey that I've asked that question on a Sunday morning. This is what we've been doing for the last several weeks. We've been answering that question emphatically. This is why we exist. This is why we need to be here. Why we exist. And today, we're going to answer that question emphatically again, one more time. Again, the same way we've been answering for the last several weeks, with a personal story. And uh, you can tell that this story is going to take a little while because... I'm getting ready to jump into it already. And you're like, wow, if Bren is speaking for less than five minutes, we know something special is happening. That is like miracles still happen every now and then, me speaking less than five. So you'll hear from me a little bit after the story, of course, as we get into our commitment time. But uh, Jim Valk, I want to invite you to go ahead and come on up. So Jim Valk is here, and he has an amazing story, a hard story, as some of you probably know. And he's going to share that story, but we're talking about why do we exist? Why does our church matter? And I'm just here to tell you that Jim knows deeply why having a church family, a church community matters so much. And so Jim is here to tell his story, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna kind of have a seat here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna match you here. All right, let's let's take a seat, Jim. Um, so Jim, uh, thank you for being willing to tell your story. I'm gonna get this out of the way. This of is I feel like this is in the way. All right, there we go. Can you hear me? Okay. All right. Good. Jim, thank you. Thanks for being willing to uh, to share this morning and. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's not easy to, uh, to share your story, but it's even less easy to share your story on like huge commitment Sunday, right? And so, uh, and, and I'm not even sure, we probably didn't even tell you that it was going to be this Sunday, did we? We just said like, this is the date and all that kind of stuff. Nope, it was, like a, it was a surprise. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's a fun surprise. We like to do that. So that's well put, all right? Um, so Jim, thank you for uh, being willing to tell your story here today. So Let's, let's go all the way back, okay? So let's start with just briefly, tell about you and Jenny and your family's kind of spiritual faith background. Just a couple of statements about, you know, where you came from church-wise and faith-wise and all that. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> uh, I need to keep this quick because my kids asked me to keep it quick. So I'll, I'll do the best <laughs> that I can here. 
Sounds about right for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I grew up uh, in a faith-based family, a Catholic church. I went to a Catholic school, uh, kindergarten through eighth grade. Um, went to church every Sunday. Uh, Jenny did not have a church as much in her life. Um, her Sunday mornings, she will fondly tell you of uh, her memories of uh, Sunday mornings when her family had a bowling league and she went and uh, would go to all the vending machines and cigarette machines and drain <laughs> all, the, all the change out of there. So um, she, she has fond memories of that. Um, but Jenny's, uh, you know, as, we, as our relationship evolved and, and we got to know each other really well, um, you know, certainly uh, we got married, and her first yes was choosing to get married in a, in a Catholic church. And so that was, that was, ex that was exciting to me, and, and it meant a lot to me. Um, and then her, her second yes, um, so as we started to <clears throat> think about growing our family, um, we hadn't had kids yet, and she was very adamant about um, making sure that we had one faith, that we had one religion, that, that our family um, based uh, our, our family values and, on, and so, <clears throat> so we decided to um, do the Catholic faith, which um, I grew up with, and she decided to say yes to going through the catechism class which if any of you ever have done that before, it's a long and arduous task. It's a lot to of go, fun. To go through all of that. Tons of yeah, fun, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So that was <laughs> it's that. like an amusement park, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ton, tons of, it's a blast. Um, okay, so you and Jenny, you made this commitment though, you said yes initially, and she had to really say yes to say, okay, let's do this the same, you grew up this way. Um, so fast forward, That's that was kind of your background. Um, and then, you know, Laura and I moved into the neighborhood, and this was not your choice. It really wasn't even, to some degree, our choice. God put us there. And, uh, and Laura and I, so we, we've told this story to some of you before, but I think most people haven't heard this. But Laura and I were taking a walk with our kids one morning. And, uh, and we were walking, and we bumped into this gal named Regina, who was, we didn't know at the time, but was Jim's neighbor. And we just started talking and everything. And one thing that came out of that was she said, you need to call the soccer coach because you need to coach soccer at the high school. And I was like, well, I'm not here to do that. I'm here to start a church. And, you know, she looked at me weird, like, that's weird. You need to coach soccer because clearly you've done that. And so, but then the second thing she did, she said, I need, you guys need to meet somebody. And I kid you not, she said, follow me. And we're like, who does this randomly in the neighborhood? And so Regina, I mean, she, she was adamant. You have to meet these people. And she was talking about these guys. And she said, your kids are the same age, and they're just right up the street. And so she walks us up the street several houses down, which is not the direction we were going, by the way. Um, and she introduces us to these guys. So I'll let you take it from there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, coincidentally, it was a Sunday morning, and we were not at Catholic Church, and neither, neither were the Bickles. So uh, this is before, obviously, we had planted Northridge, and so we were like, "Hey, we were just now we're going to take this beautiful walk on this beautiful day." So yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, so here comes Regina and this family um, weirdos. Yeah, and, and we we just hit it off right away. So we were outside. We happened to be outside. We had a pop up camper at the time, and 
Um, we were getting that cleaned out, getting it ready for summer camping, and, and we were just outside enjoying the nice weather, like you said. And, and this family comes up, and we just start chit-chatting, and we hit it off immediately. And it was, um, it was, a, it was just a very cool engagement. Uh, the kids just hit it off immediately. Parents hit it off immediately. Um, <clears throat> and we just chatted for quite a while. Um, you know, Brent likes to talk, so that... <laughs> That, it, it took a long time. Um, thank, thank you for that, Jim. Thank and, you. Uh, <laughs> and so then we moved into the backyard. So we were in the front yard. Then we moved in the backyard. Kids kept playing. Um, Never a, invite us over. Yeah. I'm just saying. We'll be there forever. I'm yeah, just kidding. Yeah, so to this day, anytime I go over to the Bickles, it's not just a five-minute um, <laughs> quick in and out. Um, so anyways, uh, we were in the backyard, and we kept hanging out. And, of course, you know, the conversation evolves into – so what do you do for a living, and what do you do for a living? And, um, and then they dropped the bomb, and they said, uh, we're here to plant a church. And, uh, and I remember Jenny and I were like, huh, well, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and so, but, but, so then, then uh, afterwards they left, and, and Jenny and I were like, home. You know, red flags were going off all over the place, and we're like, oh, that was a nice family, but we'll might have to keep our distance. <laughs> so, so that was that. I, I appreciate that. We're being really honest uh, here this morning. I appreciate that. No, we actually had that conversation afterwards and red flags. We were like, okay, we get it. You know, this is weird. We had, they had neighbors that would ask them and be like, are they normal? After that, you know, because they heard we were here to plant a church. They're like, that's just not normal. These people are weird. And so anyway, but so all that fast forward, we got through the red flags apparently because our, our friendship continued to grow. Right. Um, and and your involvement at Northridge, actually, because in the meantime, we started Northridge Kids or we're getting ready to start with Northridge Kids um, and our friendship was growing. So just kind of walk us through. Tell us a little bit about some of those really early on things. Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. Us. So, yeah, our, like you said, our, our friendship started to grow. Um, you know, we enjoyed hanging out. We were neighbors. We started out neighbors and then we started to become friends. So that was cool. Um, and then, you know, the rubber started to hit the road a little bit and, you know, you guys, we, we, you guys wanted to, you know, create a, you know, Northridge Kids weekly event and we said, you know what, we're friends with you. We, we know that you don't know a lot of people around here. We'd be happy to help out. And so we did. It was, it was a pity thing. Yeah. Well, it was a friendship thing. Okay. 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 We'll take that. We'll it was take a friendship it. thing. And we, and we did. And we helped. Our kids attended the weekly uh, Northridge Kids events, and that was cool. Um, they had a great time. They had a blast. They're like, can't wait to get back. And I know a lot of the other kids that were there couldn't wait to get back. Um, so that was awesome. Um, and then Brent and Laura took us to Heartland Church in Sun Prairie, which... Um, was neat because they're like, hey, we want you guys to come over and, and check out this church that's going on. This is what we want Northridge Church to be like someday. So we're like, okay, all right, we'll go do it. And so we went there, and it was, it was great. It was nice. Uh, it was enjoyable. But um, at the end of it, Jenny and I were like, you know, very different than the Catholic Church. And, and uh, we kind of told them, we said, it kind of felt like it was more like a rock concert than uh, <laughs> being at church. And so we just, we weren't quite sure. <laughs> and then, um, so throughout that, that season, uh, we, we ended up having multiple conversations with Brett and Laura. Uh, at one point, we actually sat them down. We went to dinner and we sat them down. It was almost like a, a breakup conversation. 
it felt that way to and, us too. And, and, and we said, uh, you know, we love you guys. We're here to help. We're, we're close friends. But, um, you know, the whole church thing, like, we want to help, but I don't think we're going to be able to go to it because we're used to our Catholic church. This other thing's just a little too out there for us. And, and, and it, red flags again. Yeah, red flags. So, <laughs> so we had that conversation multiple times. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jim. And uh, there's a theme here, Bickles, red flags. Okay, so if you get nothing else, welcome to Commitment Sunday, Bickles, red flags. Okay, got it. Um, so, uh, so all of that to say, though, our, our friendship was growing. Uh, you said yes to get your kids involved in Northridge Kids, but now it's like, okay, now Northridge is starting with like preview services and then eventually weekly services. And so the yeses just kind of have to continue, right? Or you have to break up again. <laughs> you know, be like, eh, we have to break up. Uh, and so, but, but it kind of started to move past just friendship, and you started to get a little bit more involved in the church and increasing, you know, just saying yes over and over again. So could you just tell us kind of some of those things that you guys started to say yes to in those early years? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, like anything, you know, you, you do something for a while, you kind of get acclimated to it, right? And um, Jenny and I were helping out with Northridge on, a, on a, another level. Like, we were helping out with, you know, set up, tear down. Um, I was running the PowerPoint that you see up here. Uh, then uh, I got promoted to running the sound, so that was cool. I, it was nice to get promotion. Everybody Ooh. likes to get a promotion. Woo-hoo. Bit, great, uh, great, uh, greater pay, too, as a volunteer. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, D- doubled it d- just in that moment. Yeah, and, and Jenny, um, so she, she started getting more involved with hospitality, doing the coffee donuts, all that kind of stuff, setting up, tear down. Um, she became, she's an independent graphic designer, so she started doing all the design work for Northridge or, you know, and doing all that, and so that was a lot of work during the week. Um, we just kept doing a bunch of things. Um, and then Jenny and I really, uh, as we started thinking about, you know, our involvement in the church, we also wanted to get involved in community service things. And so Jenny started leading like a mom's, um, mom's group at the Village Center. So she did that. Um, she started getting more involved in the parent-teacher organizations at school. Um, I actually, because at the time, you know, this was when we were doing monthly services and we were just helping out still. And so we still had one leg in Northridge and one leg in um, the Catholic Church, and so we would still go there once in a while. And so so my heart was, I ended up going to uh, volunteer for the Knights of Columbus <clears throat> and uh, did a couple pre- pancake breakfasts, volunteered for uh, the WANAFEST uh, event, you know, serving food and that sort of thing. And, and that just didn't really materialize with me, um, didn't really click with me, so um, that didn't work. And so again, this was in while they were doing monthly services, and this was in 2011. I think Jenny and I were um, at the Bickles house, and I think it was for the Super Bowl, but I'm not quite positive. But I remember at the end, we were kind of walking out, and I told Brent, I said, you know, Brent, if you need help with your finances uh, for the church, I'd be happy to help. You know, my, my undergraduate degree is in finance, my master's degree is in finance, I know numbers, I know accounting. Happy to help. And at that point in time, their, their treasury person was not local. <clears throat> and obviously, that's something that you got to work directly with the people at the church to do that. And so uh, it needed to get local at some point. Um, so 
unlike Brent is asking you to say yes today, uh, he did not say yes right away. He said, I'll pray on it. And so, um, which if you know Brent, that's important too. So um, that's cool. Red flags, Jim, yeah. red flags. Yeah. I'm just, uh, just saying. No. <laughs> so, uh, so then monthly services turn into weekly services. And um, I think mm. that's when, when Jenny and I really uh, started to become, you know, entrenched in Northridge because there again, we were helping all the time. We were setting up, tearing down running the sound, doing the hospitality stuff. But what was more than that <clears throat> was um, we just enjoyed, we enjoyed the music. We felt like Brent's messages were practical and we took something away from it. Our kids kept asking us to go back and they were relentless. Um, we, we, I, we really could connect with the concept of prayer at Northridge. Mm. Um, in the Catholic Church, you know, it was very ritualistic. Um, me going to Catholic grade school, I memorized all my prayers, so they didn't mean a lot to me. Mm. Um, and then this concept of actually talking to God, praying to God like he's, you know, a friend or a family member, um, that connected with us. So just mm. overall, um, we really started to feel just more faith and more, more of a connection with God. And, and that's what drew us in, uh, into Northridge. Mm. That's awesome, Jim. Thank you. Um, so you keep saying yes. I mean, that's, that's obviously the theme here, right? You keep saying yes. And then Laura and I brought up a question. <laughs> we suggested something for you guys to say yes to, which was a pretty huge step for you guys. And really, honestly, is a huge step for a lot of people. That is, it's, it's a hard step. It's a hard yes to take. Um, and so would you tell us about that? Yes. We don't have to spend long on this. Maybe just a brief thought about that. Uh, what was that? Yes. That we asked you to get into and yeah. How did, how did that go? <laughs> yeah. So, so Brent and Laura asked us to be a part of a life group and, uh, Jenny and I were like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> Cause we had not, we had not been a part of something like that before. Um, the concept of sitting around people that you didn't know that well, sharing feelings, and uh, mm. Jenny's not a hugger, so like, <laughs> if that puts things into perspective, like that just didn't work out real well. But we we said yes, uh, we did it, um, and it was it was a really good experience. It was uplifting. Um, at that point in time, we were going through some tough times, and um, it was. It was very encouraging to have people that uh, were there that you could share your personal stories with and just um, kind of go through that season of life with them. And at the end of the day, um, we, we ended up forming some very good friendships as a result of that process, and so very thankful mm. for that. Thank you. Okay, so this one was not prompted by Laura or I. It was just kind of prompted by you continuing to say yes into your faith um, journey and God kind of calling you to those next steps forward. Um, but you really started to feel in that, that God was asking you to say yes to something that was going to be a pretty huge step for you spiritually wise uh, in terms of prayer. So can you just kind of unpack that for us? Because I think that was just a huge Man, that was a huge step for you in, in your faith. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the, next, uh, the next step was uh, I just felt compelled by God to uh, pray more. And, you know, being 
the man of the family. Um, I, I felt like I wanted to make it more visible for my kids, um, make it more visible for my family, and just, just kind of inject it as part of our, you know, life. And it's, it's not every day, but it's, it's sporadic. And so early on, like I mentioned, um, with my Catholic faith, you know, my prayers were all memorized. And so for me, this concept of like talking to God was, it was not easy. Um, and I fumbled substantially over my words. And to the point that one, at one point I tried, um, or I, I did pray uh, in front of the family, my immediate family. And, and I fumbled over the words again. And my uh, six-year-old son at the time said, uh, you know, dad, Pastor Brent's a much better prayer than you are. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we have a we have a good uh, we have a good uh, laugh at that uh, to this day. But um, so did I too. I like I like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, um, but then eventually, um, you know, we we kept doing it. Uh, got a little bit better at it. Um, we would experience bad things in our life and. And Jenny and I, um, you know, I would say, hey, you know, maybe we should, you know, pray for them or pray about it. And, and, and what's cool is Jenny would respond with, well, I already did. And, um, and so that was, that was cool to see her growth and her spirituality and her faith. And I knew she was trying to do it just as at the same time that I was trying to do it as well. Mm. Absolutely. Thank you, Jim. And, and sometimes our prayers are quiet and they're behind the scenes. Sometimes they're overt and sometimes they're both. And uh, I remember I asked Jim if I could share this, but there was one time in this season where he had started to pray in front of his family and uh, his kids were berating him on how bad he was doing and all that kind of stuff. You guys, yeah, that's awesome. But, um, so, but there was this one moment, and this, this meant, I think, even a lot more to me than it even did to Jim and Jenny at the time. But I remember it vividly. We uh, went to lunch with uh, the Volks, and we were in a restaurant. Uh, we were at Craftsman Tabletop. And, uh, and Jim asked if he could pray for all of us before the meal. Which I'm just telling you, when the pastor's at the table, that never happens, right? Because it just, as soon as the food comes, everybody just looks at you. That's, that's what I get. Like, you're the pastor, let's go. <laughs> like, get it done. You know, I mean, that's just, and I'm not saying it's wrong or it's bad. That's just how it is. And so Jim uh, asked, he said, Brent, could I, could I pray? He was like, he had to ask for permission, which you didn't need to. Um, but I said, absolutely, that would be awesome. And, and it was just this beautiful, raw, real prayer that you prayed not only in front of your family, but in front of my family, in front of me. And I'll just, I'll just never forget that. And you had gotten to that point where you were comfortable enough to say, I'll do that. And, uh, and so what, what's cool is, and then share, share what happened after that, like when you were at family gatherings and like things started to happen because people started to notice your prayer life, uh, which I think is really cool. Yeah, so, uh, so we started to do more praying in our immediate family, but I also wanted to extend it to my side of the family as well. So I volunteered. So my mom and dad turned, had their 50th wedding anniversary. So I said, hey, you know, 
before the meal, I'd like to pray for you guys. And, um, and so I did, and that was cool. And uh, so then, from then on, I became the, the prayer guy in our family. And, uh, Careful what you start working <laughs> on, right? <laughs> and uh, so every Thanksgiving, we're always there for Thanksgiving. So every, every Thanksgiving, um, I was the one that, to pray on our side of the family uh, before that meal. And then I was, I was then fortunate enough to, my niece asked me to preside over her wedding uh, in 2015. And, um, and so I did that as well. So I was, I was Pastor Brent for a day in South <laughs> Carolina. So that was, that was pretty cool. See, red flags become, you become one. <laughs> Welcome to it. Uh, so, Valks and red flags, okay. Um, so, Jim, you, you, all of this is happening. You're saying yes to God. Your prayer life is growing, all that kind of stuff. But then, in 2015, um, you kind of had this significant, difficult, hard event that brought some pain to your family. Um, would you just, yeah, just talk to us about that season with, uh, with you and your family. Yeah, so, uh, so Jenny's mom, uh, at the age of 67, was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Um, and it, it rocked our world. And, um, and so and she only had three months to live. So we spent a lot of our summer months uh, driving to um, their house. Jenny spent a lot of time with her dad and her brother taking care of her mom. Um, and it was, it was very difficult. And it sort of forced the conversation to be had about death and everlasting life and believing in Jesus and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and I knew from previous conversations with uh, her mom that she was a believer. And they didn't go to church all the time, and that, that's okay. But she, she, really, she re really believed in him, and that... That, that was a great thing. Hmm. And I remember, Jim, um, again, I asked if I could share some of these other things from my perspective, but um, I remember having uh, the, the family, you guys, uh, Jenny had invited me down to uh, southern Wisconsin to their house uh, because they wanted me to just talk with Jenny's mom, uh, talk about salvation, talk about, you know, these important things at the end of life. And, uh, and I remember I had a beautiful conversation with Jenny's mom, and we talked about Jesus. And we talked about eternity, and we talked about salvation, we talked about those things. And she said, Brent, I can tell you that I know Jesus, I believe in Jesus, and, and I'm, I'm good, I'm ready. Um, and then we talked as a family, we prayed as a family in that, in that great room. Uh, together with everybody, and I remember that was just a, a special time, hard time. Um, but it, it really just brings up this, this fact that life has its ups and downs, right? And so, um, anyway, yeah, tell us what happened yeah. after the passing of, of Jenny's mom. Yeah, so obviously, you know, Death brings uh, a lot of questioning God's plan, right? And we had a lot of 
unanswered questions. And um, it was confusing, it was perplexing, it was, we didn't understand what was going on. She was 67. Jenny's mom and dad just retired. You know, they had their whole retirement ahead of them. And it was, it was just frustrating. Um, and so it really challenged our faith. Um, and it was very difficult. And I know it was extremely difficult for Jenny because her and her mom were very close. And uh, she had a hard time. But she also had peace that she was in heaven. Yeah. And that was important. So uh, over the next six years, we, uh, we grappled with that loss, but we continued to serve in the community, um, serve at church, because Northridge was getting bigger, so it required more finance work and more graphic design work and all that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Jim, um, so that happened, and that was a big marker and of of hurt and pain, a valley in your life. But <clears throat> it didn't quite compare to what was going to happen next. Um, so, just take a moment and. Share with us what happened a few years later. All right. August 24th, 2021. Tuesday, it was a Tuesday, it was cloudy, it was raining. Rainy, uh, woke up like any other day, had a busy day at work, had lots of meetings. Got up, walked the dog, got to work. I was working at home at the time, August 24th, it's summertime. Kids are home from school. Ash, my youngest, had a sleepover, so they were running around having fun. Um, And uh, and uh, it was just a busy day. And around lunchtime, I woke up, or I, I went upstairs to um, take a break because I had like 15 minutes to eat lunch and hit the restroom. And uh, I uh, I went upstairs and I saw Jenny. Jenny was still sleeping. And I was I was like, okay. I'll shut the door because I've got kids everywhere. And I shut the door. Didn't think much of it because she didn't sleep that well at night. Um, she always had a hard time sleeping. And so sometimes she would uh, sleep late or whatever. And then at 2.40 in the afternoon, Ethan comes down and he says, Dad, you gotta take me to football practice. And I said, why? And he said, because mom's not waking up. And I said, what do you mean mom's not waking up? And he said, I shook her 
and she's now waking up. So I got off my call, I ran upstairs, and she was gone. I made a call to 911, and then I made a call to Brent. So I remember <clears throat> um, Jim called me that afternoon. I was working in my office that day as well. And uh, because we're close friends, when I answer the phone, when Jim calls, I see Jim Vault pops up, and I call him Jimmy V. <laughs> I don't know why I call him that, but uh, I don't know if he's even okay with that. But I call him Jimmy V, and, and I said, hey, Jimmy V. And as soon as I said, hey, Jimmy V, I don't know why, but as soon as I said it, I knew something was wrong. And Jim just said, Brent, I need you up here now. And I didn't, I didn't even know what it was. I said, okay, I'm coming right now. And I, we, live, we literally live like six houses away, but I jumped in the van anyway and drove so I could be there faster. And I ran across the front yard, and Jim came out of the front door, and he just looked at me, and he was in shock, and he said, Jenny's gone. And I said, what? I said, no. I mean, are you serious? I mean, I was, you know, I was in shock like Jim was. And then you ran back inside at that moment and you said, I need to go talk to my kids uh, at that point. Um, yeah, so we uh, <clears throat> told the kids. Um, and then I remember us sitting in the family room and Brent came and and he said a prayer for us um, shortly thereafter which was amazing um, I don't know that much of it sunk in at the time um, but I remember in the ensuing like hours and again just perplexed by what had just happened um, and not understanding God's plan at all. Mm. I stopped praying. Um, I had faith, but I stopped praying. And then eventually, over the course of the next few days, <clears throat> I ended up starting to pray again because... I needed his, I needed strength, I needed peace, and, and I more so needed hope. Yeah. So, Jim, um, I think what I can't relate to at all is this threw you into this reality where you now you don't have Jenny there as the support <clears throat> and you're you're taking care of three kids you're doing all the cooking all the laundry all all that stuff just came on and then all that is on top of the deeper level stuff which is the grief and the loss and the pain and the anger and the hurt um i i can't imagine what that was like but 
walk us through, because I know you've gone through quite a path and a journey here from that moment up till now. So can you just kind of walk us through a little bit of that? Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I've been fortunate to have been blessed with um, a lot of amazing people that provided their love and support over the ensuing hours, days, weeks, months. <clears throat> and that was a lot of work. And a lot of those people have said yes <clears throat> to come here today or to listen online. Mm -hmm. What I didn't know is how my kids would react or how they would handle it. And I am so proud of them, the strength and the courage that they that they show every single day to get through and to live life. What I also didn't expect was how profound the deep grief is and how it really puts things into perspective. Mm. And really prioritize what's, what's most important in life. Mm. This past Friday was uh, Jenny's 18-month anniversary of her passing, past Friday. And uh, I'm happy to say that um, the fog is starting to lift for me. Um, and, and that's nice. Um, our routine, <clears throat> you know, the, the new normal, I guess is what they call it, is becoming more of a routine, right? And so that, that gives me some comfort. Um, you know, early on, the path forward wasn't clear at all, but now I feel like it's starting to become more clear, and that, that gives me hope. And, um, and I know Jenny's in heaven with her mom, yeah. and that gives me peace. Amen to that. Amen. Um. So, Jim, just, I think, three more questions real quick. Um, again, I appreciate you sharing all of this, um, and I know it's not easy. Let's turn the corner just a little bit and just talk about how your relationship with God and your involvement at Northridge has helped impact some of this journey uh, in the last couple of years and, and coming up to this moment. Yeah, so I actually said this at Jenny's Celebration of Life, but um, I don't know how people go through this process if they don't have a church community, um, faith, and a connection with God. I don't know how they do that. I'll leave it at that. I'll tell you, <clears throat> in the first several weeks um, after Jenny's passing, 
you know, I didn't want to go to church. My kids didn't want to go to church. Um, we didn't want to do that. But I also realized that Jenny had a relationship with God. She wouldn't want us to throw away our relationship with God because of this. And so we had to be intentional about going to church and forcing it uh, to happen so that we could fulfill sort of Northridge's mission, right, to live full of life. But that mission just took on a whole new meaning now. Mm. And so that's what we do. Mm. So, Jim, you, you have become a, sig- a huge advocate and you've just started to get into this really fully, but you, you become a huge advocate for heart health. Um, so share with us what you know now about Jenny's passing and, and how that is leading you to the work that you have just started to do uh, and some of the important things that you want to share about that. Yeah, so, um, so Jenny passed away from sudden cardiac arrest. Uh, There were no signs, no symptoms, no warnings. Uh, Sudden cardiac death is the largest cause of death in the United States. It makes up half of all heart disease deaths. And and sudden cardiac death is most frequently happens to people in their mid-30s to mid-40s. Jenny was 47. I didn't know that. I don't know if any of you knew that. But that was astonishing to me. I thought sudden cardiac arrest, heart disease issues were people, were for people that were elderly, right? Um, I had no idea. So that picture of Jenny um, was taken two months before she passed. You would never know that she had any issues whatsoever. And it's a reminder that that we have to take care of ourselves, that we have to take care of our heart. Mm. It's important. Make the time. Mm. So I've been, uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to work for a company, TDS, that has a member, uh, has a, an employee that is a, uh, on the board of the American Heart Association. So I reached out to them recently. I'm going to get more involved in that. Um, but very quickly, um, as you may or may not know, February is Heart Month. And so they very quickly pulled me together and asked me if I would be willing to share our story um, with the employees of TDS. And so, so I did. And, and that article was shared just this, this last week um, for Heart Month. Mm-hmm. And we have copies of it, by the way, uh, back on Connection Point. Uh, so if you want a copy of that article, it was kind of an in-house for TDS kind of a thing, but we asked Jim if we could, you know, if we could print it uh, so that you guys could have it. So you can grab them. It's right there on Connection Point. Um, so you can grab it on your way out. 
And we removed all the sensitive information from uh, the TDS. So, uh, so it's all Security good. purposes. Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. I'm in security, so that's why. Um, <laughs> that would be very important to him, not only his job, but like to the company. So. Yeah, yeah. And the theme, the theme of that article, if you do see it, um, it's live life to the fullest. So it, it jives with not only Northridge's mission, but also the way Jenny lived her life. That's awesome. All right, Jim, one more, one last question. You have uh, been just a, a champion, a hero up here. Thank you. Um, so what do you want to say in closing? Because this, there was a lot of ups and downs in there. Um, so just talk to us about, yeah, what, what do you want to share? What do you want to give to them at the end here before, before we are done? Yeah, so our story... God created a plan and put things in motion for amazing people to love and support us during this tragic season in, in our life. Jenny was embedded in a lot of different things, a lot of different groups, and, and made a lot of friends, made a lot of you know, connections. And so God created that plan for us. Um, he's getting us through this. And I know that he's got a plan for us moving forward. And that plan is starting to become more clear. Um, and I'm thankful for that. But God also has a plan for each one of you. But just like our story, um, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be able to listen to God. And you have to be able to trust in God. It's okay to grow your faith slowly. I mean, look how graceful we were. I mean, we were <laughs> the epitome of not doing it the right way. Um, but it starts with just saying yes. That's right. That's all it starts with. Just say yes. And, um, and I'm thankful that Jenny said yes. Can we thank Jim for being so honest and vulnerable? Thank you. Hey. Thank you, everybody, for being here today. Why does Northridge exist? Do you remember that's what we started with? Northridge exists to bring light when all you see is darkness. Northridge exists to bring hope where pretty much all you see is despair. Northridge exists to bring faith where there is no belief. Northridge exists to bring salvation where there's nothing. Northridge exists to bring freedom from sin. Northridge exists to bring hope into a place where, man, there, it doesn't seem like, there, it seem like there's a way forward. 
And Northridge exists to lift Jesus higher than any other name or power or priority on this planet and in this universe. That's why we exist. We exist because life is not always up. It's sometimes completely down. As we just heard. And so today is Commitment Sunday. So today is what we're about to do is an act of worship. When we talk about the word worship, a lot of times we think about music. In fact, we talk about the music portion of a service as our worship part. But that's, that's a misnomer. That's wrong, actually. Because the music is definitely worship, but it's not the only way we worship. The way that we worship is by saying yes. We just heard an entire story from Jim about that, about him and his lovely bride Jenny and their kids saying yes and committing and sacrificing more and more. I mean, they even said yes to life group in the Bickles home. That is a big deal. That's a sacrifice. Because they had red flags. Like, man, these guys are weird. And God, they just kept moving. They kept saying yes. And so today is an act of worship. When we Uh, say yes to God, when we sing, when we pray, when we fast. A lot of you have been fasting all the way through today. Man, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I don't know about you, but I'm like, man, I'm ready to eat. But we have sacrificed. It is an act of worship. And today, when we give financially our sacrifice, when we sacrifice that way, it's an act of worship. It is you declaring, God, you are there. I'm yours. And so that's what we're going to do today. So, let me give us some details because we're wondering how are we going to do this, right? Because we're at the end, this is kind of what we're going to do. Um, So, here's how this is going to work. Now, if you're brand new at Northridge, I know some of you, you've literally never been here before. Uh, Let me just say, this is not our normal operating procedure, okay? This is not our normal Sunday. This is not how we normally work things, but this is for today, and this is a big moment. And so if you're brand new in the room and you're not quite ready to do this whole commitment thing, I'm just giving you immediately an out. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't feel pressure. If you feel like you want to do that, that's awesome. But don't feel any pressure because we're just glad you're here. We just hope that you revel and get excited about this moment that we're excited about and the anticipation of this huge milestone moment in in Northridge's future, okay? And so just glad you're in the room. Now, on your chair, feel free to grab them, pull them out, look at them and all kind of stuff. I'm going to refer to them. I have my own. But on your chair, you have several things, okay? This is really important. You have a financial commitment card. You knew this was coming. We've been talking about this for weeks, okay? Uh, Connected to that is an envelope, That envelope is for your offering that you want to give today to the Yes campaign, okay? Um, If you want your cash, your check, you can go into that envelope. If you already had it made out and you're like, I don't like envelopes, fine. As long as your check is, you know, it's in there, it has your information on it, that's totally fine. But it's there if you want to kind of keep it a little more private. So you can tuck it in there. And then we gave you a pen so you can fill this out. And we have a paper clip. You know why the paperclip's there? So that when the finance team grabs all this stuff, they're not like, it's not like a seek and find in the box, right? And be like, where does this one go? Oh, there it is, you know? And so if you can clip these things together, you're offering to the commitment card, that would be awesome. It'd be really helpful for us, okay? So let me walk through this just to make sure we know what we're doing. Some of you already filled this out. You're done. That's awesome. Some of you are going to fill it out right now. We are going to give you time because we're going to sing two songs during our commitment time. So you have time to fill this out, okay? 
So let's just walk through it. Top number, okay? What in the world is that? That is if you came physically bringing a, an offering today in the form of cash or check, whatever that number is, you're giving it today, or maybe you're going to give it in the next couple of days because you have another way to do that. That's awesome. Just write that number in there, whatever that total number is, okay? And we'll record it. The next one down. What we're asking everybody at Northridge, if you're a part of Northridge, to consider is a two-year commitment. For Laura and I, this is going to be a monthly payment on top of our tithe and our offerings that we already give, right? This is all on top of what you already do. And so if you want to make a two-month or two-year commitment, a monthly payment, quarterly payment, whatever, add that two-year thing in and then multiply it by, you know, 24, and that's your total number right there, right? So whatever that total two-year number is, then you write that in there. Um, and then the total of those two boxes goes in that one next down to it, right? The equal sign, just to add those two boxes together. Now, the next one down, this might be a little bit weird, but a lot of you have been asking about stocks or land. Uh, we've been joking, actually, as a staff, like maybe you have a boat that you want to give to us. That's awesome. Fantastic. I don't know what we're going to do with that, but we'll try to sell it, whatever you need to do, okay? If God says give the boat, just give it. We'll figure it out, right? Uh, but you would just write that in there so that we know, like, that's what you're doing, okay? Um, it, the boat's not going to fit in the receptacle, though, so just don't try to jam that in there. Um, and then there's three more boxes, and people have kind of wondered about these. Um, if you are already tithing 10% of your income to the church, you don't need to check that one. Okay? Some of you are like, well, I want to let you know. Well, that's great if you want to let us know. But this is for if you want to start tithing. You're not tithing, but you want to start today and you want to start this month. Good. We want to know that because we're going to actually record all of these things that people are doing. And we're going to reveal these in two weeks. Okay? So if you want to start tithing, if, God, if that's what God told you to do. Now, obviously, we can't count that in the yes campaign because we don't know what you make. We shouldn't know what you make. That would be weird, wouldn't it? It would be creepy. But... You can mark that and say, just be honest with God and say yes to whatever he tells you. Um, if you are not giving regularly and you just, maybe it's not 10%, maybe something else, you want to start doing that, but you're not doing it now, check that and say, I'm going to start doing that. We're going to celebrate that. We're going to record that. We're going to reveal that in two weeks uh, on Sunday the 12th. And then uh, for those of you that you're just like, maybe you're brand new here and you're like, man, I'm not ready to do this. This is crazy. I just came here. This is the first time. At the very minimum, we know everybody can commit to something and drop it into the box today. So you don't have to worry about anything else. You can commit to pray. And let me just say this. God has already been moving like crazy. I won't tell you exactly how, but there are a whole lot of reasons. And that's not just one reason. It's a whole bunch of reasons. I heard some more stories this morning. God is moving like crazy in our church. It's been amazing to see. And so I believe, and I'm going to preach about this next week. We're moving on from the Yes campaign, but I'm going to preach about this next week. I believe the greatest things are actually yet to come beyond this journey. I really do. I do. God is preparing us for something even bigger. And I've just been getting that sense. Um, so if that's what it is, just check and fill in whatever applies to you. And then don't forget this bottom part. All that information is important because we're going to follow up with you. Now, what you might be wondering is, what happens 
when, you know, you, you put all of this stuff in here, right? Because we're going to come up here, we're going to drop these in the receptacle. We've made the box really big, so it's all going to fit. So that's good. And you might be, some of you, want, this is important to you. What are we going to do with all this stuff when it gets dropped in here? So I want to be really clear. So we have four guys at our church who are on a finance team. They've been on our finance team for years now, okay? So this is the picture. I know that this projector's not working. We got it. It was more not working this morning, so we knew that. Sorry about that. Uh, so Jim Valk, you guys heard about him, red flags everywhere with him, right? So obviously. Uh, but uh, him aside, everybody else is really good. No, I'm just kidding. Jim Valk is good. Alan Langetag, Eric Buckholtz, and Rick Voidichek. This is our finance team. And let me just tell you what, something really cool about these four guys. They know how important it is to have integrity and honesty with our finances. Accountability with our finances. They all four have strong faith, and so they live that way. But let me tell you this, this is really cool. All four of them are in or have been in the financial business world in some way, shape, or form in finances. And so they get from a professional level the confidentiality, accountability, procedures, all this stuff. They, thank goodness they're leading this and not me. <laughs> Let's just say that. I have nothing to do with the money. I meet with them so that we can report back and forth and so we can work out how things need to work, but I don't touch any of this stuff. I don't know if you know this, but every week when our offerings are taken in, we have two people always that go somewhere else. They count the money. I never even see it. Laura never sees it. They can't be related to us. We have procedures in place to protect our church financially, and they have done a phenomenal job. These four guys are the ones that are the only ones that are going to look in this box and go through that and record it. Okay, so you have our word on that. That's why our finance team is here today to do that. Um, now, how are we going to do this? All right, so here's how we're going to, this is how it's going to work. So we're going to sing two songs in just a moment. And what you're going to do is when you're ready to make this commitment, you're going to take your commitment card, your offering, you're going to clip them together, and then you're going to walk backwards. You're going to walk to the back. You're not going to come forward. I know you want to just jump right here, but you're going to go that way. You're going to go this way, you're going to walk around behind, and you're going to come by this table first. Okay? You're going to be carrying your commitment card and your offering. You're going to come over to the tokens. You're going to get a token, and if you are here by yourself, you get a token, and then flip it over. There's markers over there. We want you to sign your name. Okay? If you have your family and your kids, we're going to bring the kids in here in just a moment. So you can do this with your kids. My kids, one of my kids are going to come in here. We're going to grab Tanner and we have our other kids in here. We're going to go around. We're going to do this with them. They're all going to sign their name because they've all made sacrifices for this. In our family, they have. And so we're going to walk around and you pick up a token, sign your names on it. Then you're going to come over here. You're going to put your offering, your card, and, um, and your offering and all that stuff. It's all clipped together. You're going to put it in the receptacle. Then you're going to come right here to the mountain. And you see that climbing rope that's on there? Isn't it cool that it's climbing rope? It had to be climbing rope. And you're going to take that, that token. It has a carabiner on it, and you're just going to clip it on there. You can use the top rope or the bottom rope, whatever you want to do. And you're going to clip that carabiner on there, and that is basically your reminder that you have committed to this. And then you're going to make your way. So you're going to circle back around this way, and you're going to make your way over to here. And then we have another token for you. Now, just understand, you're going to have to follow directions. One token per family. Otherwise, not everybody's going to have this. All right, we, we couldn't make enough. So one token per family unit, but come over here and grab one more token. If you want to sign it, marker's over here, and you get to take that token home and put it somewhere, and this will be a reminder of what God has done in your life and in the life of Northridge. 
Okay? So in a moment, we're going to sing, and the kids are going to come in as soon as that song starts. And uh, let me just say this before we get into it. Take your time. Spend some time in prayer. Fill out the card. Maybe pray with somebody next to you. Maybe a friend, a spouse, doesn't matter. Thank God for what he's done. Did you realize that our first service, we started with 30 people? 30 people. About the amount of people that are sitting in this one little front middle section. That was it. That's where we started. One service. 30 people in the room. God has moved mightily already. And he's still moving. And so let's take some moment and thank God. Because the tendency is as soon as we start that first note of the song, everybody run into the thing. Like, well, we're going to have a huge line. So just take your time. Spread it out. Take your time. We have two songs. This is an act of worship. So I'm going to pray. The kids are going to come in. And then we're going to go into our commitment time. All right? And you can start filling those cards out as soon as we start our, our song. Okay? So I'm going to invite the worship team up and I'm going to start praying. All right? And let's get into it. Lord Jesus... We thank you for the opportunity to bring our sacrifices as an act of worship here today. You are moving in amazing ways. And God, I am so thankful. Thank you for Jim. God, thank you for Jim and Jenny who said yes early on, even when they had red flags, God. They said yes. Because you knew the value that faith is going to play in their life and the value that faith needs to play in all of our lives. And so today, as we make this financial commitment, which is just a part of our sacrifice, it's just a piece, may this be a true act of worship where we say in one voice, as one church, God, you are everything to us. You are our, our, our all in our life. And we are willing to worship and sacrifice for you. So as we sing these next two songs, may you get the glory, may you get the honor for all that you have done and that you're going to do as we make these commitments to you, Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. We elevate, we honor you. We give you the glory because you're the one that deserves it. We pray this and we ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen.